You're listening to Cross the Line 1524, the common man's podcast. But I came here for just one drink. It's Cross the Line 1524. Join us at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy with a glass of bourbon, table 12, as the guys sit around and discuss distilleries, common day events, or whatever comes to the bar top. That's right. Cross the line, 1524. All right, we're here <laughs> with Cross the Line, 1524. I'm Alan Stanger with... Dwayne Bischoff. We are... The 15th side. Jeff Montag. Mike Gardner. We are... The 24th side. All right, we're uh, here at the Rusted Nail. Speakeasy, a little speakeasy outside of Brookville, Indiana, where we secretly record a podcast. You got to know the password. We haven't had to use that for a while. We haven't had any guests here. So. Any guests. Did you notice the pink flamingos on the mailbox? No, I didn't. No. Oh, you need to check the mailbox to check out. Check the mailbox out. Miss Mary made sure we had more pink flamingos here, so oh, when we right. got guests, they can find a place. There we go. Nice. So how's everybody doing? Doing good. Doing good. So Anybody good. been smoking any corn silks lately? No. Not since last week. There you go. There you go. So what's everybody got? We have, haven't said this for a while, but what's everybody got in their glass? I snuck the back shelf. I got some, a little bit of black and willet. Nice, nice. That's got, the top uh, shelf, by That's the, the way. top yeah. shelf back shelf, yeah. We put that stuff back behind us so when Ruben is here, he can't ain't no way to get it. <laughs> got, uh, got a little minor case going here. Um, we, we ran out uh, a couple weeks ago, and, and Mike was sure to bring some along tonight. Awesome. Oh, thank you, Mike. You're welcome. And and I'm think drinking that, the same thing. I think that says what the rest of us are drinking, because exactly. that's what I've got as well. So our friends down at Limestone Branch, and I just saw where they're opening up their bar in weekend evenings now. So if you are in the area, and I don't know the gentleman's name, if he's the gentleman running that bar at those are amazing drinks he makes yeah i mean you can get an old-fashioned somewhere and it'll be okay but you get it there and it's like he's got he's got it down between his old fashions the minor case manhattans yes and then the kentucky uh the mary bloody mary they do um uh kentucky kentucky mary kentucky bloody kentucky bloody kentucky yeah yeah took table 12 to straighten us out there table 12 how are you guys doing tonight that was pretty lame. Oh, that was That's pretty, pretty lame. lame. Table 12, how are you doing tonight? Uh-huh. All right, a little uh, better. Yeah. That's why we podcast and they listen. Yeah, so get back to the Limestone Branch. It's uh, Darren Mattingly. Yes, uh, Darren. He's the cocktail specialist there, and, uh, uh, man, he can put together some killer stuff. I wa- he threw one away. We were down there. He did something didn't go right, and he just turned around and threw it away, and I'm like, whoa that's alcohol abuse but i mean that's perfectionist though. That is. something wasn't just wasn't just right and he just he tossed it. i can tell you that he put me to sleep the last time we were there <laughs> <laughs> not while we were there but didn't take long once i got uh, in a vehicle we had a driver yeah thank you yep. mike it was probably a lot more relaxing getting home that way <laughs> i was a little sore though I, I, the back seat laying in the back seat of the van just it's not at all it's cracked do you want photo evidence of your sleep yeah, that's what i think <laughs> careful though because i have some photo evidence as well so oh, okay. we've been on a lot of trips together so photo evidence <laughs> i keep it just in case it's needed oh so 
And what was I going to talk about? I have no we forgot. Have, we don't know until yeah. This is like on a game show. We get we the subjects are pulled out as we show up. Archaeologists, I'm into archaeology now. Oh. Believe they have found Noah's Ark. Noah's Ark. Now I know you've heard this before in the past, but this yeah. now they have. I'll explain what they've got. Uh, researchers from a trio of universities in Turkey and the United States spent roughly a year analyzing the rock and soil in the famous Durapanar formation of the Mount Aragat, the highest mountain in Turkey. They believe the boat-shaped site actually holds the ruins of the legendary Noah's Ark. Uh, the biblical account of Noah tells of God instructing Noah to build the ark to spare his family and pairs of animals from the impending flood. Um, is said to come to rest on the mountains of Ariat following a 150-day flood about 5,000 years ago. Researchers believe they've found the evidence of human activity near the boat-shaped formation in the mountains between 5,500 and 3,000 B.C. So many, uh, a few years ago, they found the boat-shaped. Yeah, I remember seeing the. But uh, now they actually have, they believe, evidence of human activity, which coincides well, and the, um, and the lidar, all the different right. radars have advanced in the last few years too right. to probably help them. So, they're analyzing rocks and soil from the uniquely shaped area on the mountain shows human activity in the region, time to the years following the flood in the legend of Noah's Ark. Uh, in terms of dating, it stated that there was life in this region as well. This was re revealed by laboratory results. Um, for the formation has been put forth as a potential ark resting place for many years, received extensive attention from those hoping to find Noah's Ark. Despite the hype, archaeologists have consistently reconfirmed over the years that the formation was natural, not the result of a petrified shipwreck, and that there is no geological record of a global flood, flood like the one described in religious text. However, that is now being debated. Um, with the dating, it's not possible to say that the ship is actually here. We need to work for a long time to reveal this. In the next period, they agree to carry out joint study under the leadership of several universities and the continued work on their same field of expertise. Uh, there's clay material, marine materials, and seafood within the geological formations. So there you go. So if you got seafood at the highest mountain in Turkey, how do you think that got there? Right. Um, teams of researchers have placed a renewed focus on the region in 2021 by exploring various geological areas, including the formation, which is made of limonite that bears a resemblance to the ship like Noah's Ark. Um, further exploration has led the team to take rock and soil samples from the country's highest peaks for laboratory analysis. For those that don't know the story of God, Noah, and his family, and the animals in his care and Noah's Ark has caused much debate for centuries. The search for the proof of this event will likely continue for some time, and only time will tell if there's where it will be found. So thoughts, guys? We all obviously believe in Noah's Ark. I believe it. Yeah. yeah. It's very interesting. I mean, it's it very interesting. I, I remember when they first kind of discovered this and brought this up, I remember watching a show or seeing the articles on it, and it was really really very interesting then you know and it kind of made sense it was up on a peak of a mountain which when the flood come down if the boat was there that's where it would have just landed and it's kind of stuck there then as the water receded so yeah yeah so it's amazing so uh, like everything else technology has progressed 
and there's other ways to right take a look at the materials surrounding the area and um, of course there's been several movies made about noah's ark russell right. crowe's i think was the most recent which made noah look like not so, such a good guy but that's all makes good theater then. made good theater right so if you want to see noah's ark you can just travel down to kentucky and yeah. you see the real the replica the replica of yeah. noah's ark yeah it's really cool I have not done that. Have you guys done that yet? No, no I haven't not. done that either. That. It's that not that be far a, for us. Maybe just, so the creation, the, the creation museum in Noah's Ark. There, the ark, it's the ark. I forget the exact name for it, but the creation museum apparently does a good job of tying di- the age of the dinosaurs into biblical ages as well. Which you know, you either have one side or the other. Yeah, usually, and they're able to tie those together. So right. it's Ark Encounter. Ark Encounter. That's it. I couldn't think of the name. So well, and above and beyond all that is when those were, well, Creation Museum was first when it was right. first being built. You know, all the oh, it's never going to survive. It's going to go under. You know, who's going to make this? People travel from around the country, and we're friends, and we do a lot of work for Higher Ground Campground, which is just close to our shop, and we work on a lot of vehicles. It's a Christian youth camp. They house a lot of other christian groups travel across the country they stay there because we're only 30 minutes from the ark encounter so those these groups of kids will stay there they got other stuff to do then they yeah. go see the ark encounter yeah, so sure. i mean this is a a business that's bringing money from around the country it's still here it's been 10 oh it's been longer than 10 longer 10 15 10. Oh, years yeah. at least yeah at least um i have a friend that works for a sign company they're constantly renovating signs changing stuff so the the ark encounter is constantly changing their their show or their exhibit to keep keep it fresh and keep more information coming in they've added stuff to it um so i mean it's interesting and you know and and the ark encounter kind of same thing when oh who's gonna who's gonna come see this well millions of people are right um i think they're adding on down there too other stuff is coming in around it um so that's that's a little farther from us than the the creation museum yeah creation museum that's that's just across the river yeah yeah that's right across the river from lawrenceburg so yeah 30 minutes or so from here here. the ark encounter is close to the speedway yeah in about so about an hour drive probably we should hit that on the way to one of our distillery yeah distillery tours yeah Yeah, that'd be a good stop in i mean we ought to do next time i would love to do because they do music series now at limestone branch as well so next Go spring or summer concert do a little concert thing and michael drive that's what i thought hey hey, hey. Uh, speaking of that Mike, mike's checked that box speaking of that <laughs> you see jeff sent us another <laughs> bus no, today no you Spanish. see my response <laughs> yeah. so i click on it and it's all in spanish i'm like no hablo espanol <laughs> it's got the little <laughs> translation <laughs> button right there <laughs> It was a good-looking bus, I thought. Yeah, the price looked good. So we're going to go from one ship, which was Noah's Ark, to another. Uh Uh-oh. Maybe. Uh Maybe. (laughs) It's five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Oh, a little Star Trek there. Yeah. You know, you know, I'm a Trekkie. You know what I've always said is a lot of the things that aren't Star Trek have now become tr- to fruition. Nick's still calling their phones. 
Well, I'm I'm waiting for the I'm waiting for the transporters. What I'm waiting for. Yeah, yeah. but we got you, the next thing. So we got so we got lasers. We got phasers. We've got tricorders, which are you know, you get an MRI and all that kind of stuff. Communicators. Communicators are our cell phones. What else? What other technology did they have? How about a tractor beam? Oh yeah. Sci-fi inspired tractor beams are real and could solve the major major space junk problem. So for those that don't oh. know what a tractor beam was, uh, they could fire a, a, a laser type beam and lock on to other pieces of material and pull, and pull, and pull it. it back. So researchers are developing a real-life tractor beam with the goal of pulling defunct satellites out of geostationary orbit to alleviate the space junk problem. That's oh, pretty cool stuff that there. That's really cool. Uh, in science fiction films, nothing raises more tension like the good guy's spaceship getting caught in an invisible tractor beam that allows the baddies to slowly reel them in. But what once was only a sci-fi staple could soon become a reality. Scientists are developing the real-life tractor beam dubbed an electrostatic tractor. This tractor beam would, wouldn't suck in help with Starship pilots, however. It would be used electrostatic attraction to nudge hazardous space junk out of the Earth's orbit. Nice. We're gonna. We need to put microphones on them at table twelve. Uh, <laughs> the stakes are high, with the commercial space industry booming. The number of satellites in the Earth's orbit is forecasted to rise sharply. Well, obviously, you know Starlink. Oh yeah, Starlink's got time. The bonanza, the bonanza of new satellites will eventually wear out and turn the space around Earth into a giant junkyard of debris that could smash new working spacecraft, plummet to Earth pollute our atmosphere with metals, and obscure our view of the cosmos. And if left unchecked, the growing space junk problem could hobble the booming space exploration industry, experts warn. Not only that, but what alien's going to want to visit us if we've got junk orbiting the Earth? That's true. <laughs> and you wonder if they couldn't start, if they, if they do develop, if they couldn't start pulling things in and recycling... I mean, it's all precious metals. All these things are made with highly valuable metals. I'm there's sure somebody... So, there's so much gold up there circling yeah. the Earth. People don't realize that. Right. All those circuit boards and things. Well, you know somebody's thinking the same thing, pulling that stuff in and recycling it. So, so here's the killer. Oh. The science is pretty much here. They've got it. What's not there for them? The funding to develop it. We're sending... Just leave... Yeah. Billions of dollars... For wars, but we can't send some money to develop this technology. That'll clean up the atmosphere. Clean up. Um, so it'll cost a couple millions to, to get the full-size version up, but there, are, uh, there there's no funding for it whatsoever. Um, it goes on and on to talk about that. Uh, All so, right, we need to start a GoFundMe yeah, right now. we need a GoFundMe for tractor beams. That's right. Imagine if every Trekkie gave ten bucks, there'd probably be like fifty oh. bucks. You guys well, are you guys are tractor. <laughs> wow. You guys are tractor fans. You'd be all over that. Well, I was going to say we would we'd be owed money probably instead. <laughs> exactly. But it is amazing that, and we talked about it before, that the stuff that was on a show that was in the '60s. Oh yeah, right. That came out in 1966. What's going on over table twelve? They're getting a little wild over wild there. Wild over there. Holy mackerel. They ain't, playing, them off. they ain't playing strip poker. <laughs> you know, they? 
I don't know. That's after the, you guys leave. I heard, I heard the. <laughs> I've stacked the deck. I heard the two words out of my wife's mouth that are my worst nightmare. Nightmare. Uh oh. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> oh. oh. Uh, I gotta say, I'm trying to find the right button. <laughs> That's what I was trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Oh. Oh. We went downhill fast. Oh. Man. <laughs> hey, here's what I got for you. Oh, after that, yeah. <laughs> Scotty Bourbon, you're listening. Yep. We gave him your salute. <laughs> With that, we're going to take a short break. We'll come back and talk about a little bit more about tractor beams and uh, satellites in particular because there's a bunch of them up there. So we'll be right back. Well, maybe. It depends if Jeff has to leave or not. With Cross the Line, 1524. Well, it's that time. It's time to talk about one of our favorite sponsors, Batesville Liquor Co. in Batesville, Indiana, and Tebby Liquor in Brookville, Indiana. They've got some special events coming up. Mark your calendars now for Thursday, December 14th from 5.30 to 7.30. You're going to get to meet Alan Henderson in person, former Indiana University basketball star, former NBA star, now has his own line of spirits, Tom Bullock's. He's got Tom Bullock's Burn Orange Bourbon and Tom Bullock's Old Tom Gin with Sweet Lime. That's right. He's going to be live in person at Batesville Liquor Co. on Thursday, December 14th from 5.30 to 7.30. And across the line, 1524 crew will be there as well to do an interview. It's going to be a great time. Also, in November, November 10th, it's a Friday night. It's Batesville Ladies Night at Batesville Liquor Co. from 5 to 7. Ladies, you don't want to miss it. At Tebby Liquors in Brookville, Indiana. For the rest of the year, they've got bucket drop gift sets. That's right, gift sets. You know, it's bucket drops, got a little bit of everything you need there. They've got gift sets of allocated store pick bourbons. You enter your name in person uh, and they get a chance to win a gift set. Can't beat that. It includes Blanton's, Eagle Rare, E.H. Taylor, the good stuff. Both stores will have Small Business Saturday. That's on November 25th in both Batesville and Brookville, Indiana. They will have Buffalo Trace on that day. That's right, Buffalo Trace, while supplies last, limit one per person. That's what's happening the rest of the year at one of our favorite sponsors, Batesville Liquor Co. in Batesville, Indiana, and Tebby Liquor in Brookville, Indiana. Stop out, say hi to them, grab some great liquors, beers, wines, you name it, they've got it, and tell them to cross the line. 1524 crew sent you. Gilman Home Centers with 15 locations and growing, and it's the fall of the year. That's right. You may need some leaf rakes or maybe leaf bags, or maybe it's time to split that pile of wood and you need to rent a log splitter because you know what? The winters are coming. Are you a hunter? Gilman Home Centers also offers hunting licenses, along with fishing licenses. That's right, Gilman's Home Centers, your one-stop shop for all your home improvement needs. You know what? It's time for a day trip. That's right, a day trip to historic Metamora, Indiana, where you can visit the Sap Bucket 
a general store, gift shop, and snack bar located on Main Street in beautiful, historic Metamora, Indiana. Check out the only operational wooden aqueduct in the United States, a water-powered grist mill, and many antique shops, craft vendors, food shops. It's a great place to visit. Hop in your car, take a day trip. That's right. You can check out more information about The Sap Bucket at thesapbucket.com or Metamore Indiana at metamoreindiana.com. Hope to see you soon. Well, if you're looking to learn more about the bourbon country in probably the most unorthodox way you've ever heard it, you need to listen to Two Shots on a Barrel podcast. You can join the Bow Brothers, a couple of longtime goofy radio DJs from Kentucky, and learn more about what makes the heart of bourbon country so famous. You can listen to the Bow Brothers as they look to interview experts in the bourbon industry and other things that are truly unique to Central Kentucky, like wineries, craft breweries, caves, kayaking, you name it. It's Two Shots on a Barrel podcast with the Bow Brothers. You can find it on all of the major podcast platforms. Two Shots on a Barrel. You can learn more about Kentucky only the way the Bow Brothers can bring it on Two Shots on a Barrel podcast. All right, we're back here with Cross the Line 1524. So we were talking about tractor beams, and somehow from there, off air, we got talking about the lost city of Atlantis. So there's new theories on the lost city of Atlantis that it's been found. It's called the Eye of the Sahara. Uh, so we watched a little video, a YouTube video. And several episodes ago, we talked about AI technology. So this particular video had AI narrating. And it, I, I, about halfway through, I quit listening to it because there was no substance to the voice right. whatsoever. No, not only the narration, but if you watch the video, they were every once in a while I have a clip that just made no sense. No sense right. whatsoever. They're talking about the sinking no of Atlantis, and it right. showed a submarine sinking. Right. Yeah, <laughs> descending. I mean, like, yeah. Wow, that's weird. It's a YouTube creator trying to get clicks and likes, but the 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 audio was horrible. Yeah. So the basis was good. Yeah. yeah the information. Right. The information was great, but. If that's the if that's what we have to look for, AI wise, we'll pay double for those screenwriters to write the movies. Oh yeah, scripts. absolutely. I mean, it yeah. was horrible. Yeah, horrible. So let's talk about Atlantis a little bit. So, growing up, do you guys believe in the lost city of Atlantis? Still do. Yeah, I still do. Jeff, I'm not going to say I, I believed it. It was you know mythological to me. So yeah, so. Do you guys remember? There used to be a TV show back in Atlantis. The, yeah. Starred Patrick Duffy. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Before Vaguely. he was on Dallas. Vaguely, yeah. I remember hearing about yeah. it. The yeah, man from Atlantis. Man from Atlantis. He that had webbed it. fingers and webbed yeah. toes. Yeah. I don't remember if I watched that one. No, it was pretty. It was I think good. it was only on for a year or so. Yeah, it was. We had shows like Manable. Remember that? Yeah. Man who could talk, turn into animals. I don't yeah. remember that one. Yeah. It was pretty bad. Were you smoking... No, no. <laughs> manable. Look it up. Psychedelic mushroom. I was too young to be doing that back then. I got older and figured that shit out. Uh, Just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, so this whole thing with tractor beams we were talking about earlier—that's pretty neat technology. Oh, that's amazing! And, and really, to, to find out that they're lacking the funding to move forward on it—it it just really makes anybody that knows anything 
anything or, or has read or listened to anything about the amount of space junk up there in the atmosphere, and we can't send funding from one of our outlets there. We're sending it overseas to whoever, you for know, whatever. for whatever. If you think that funding is going to where it's supposed to go, yeah, yeah, right. You got nothing right. well, coming. So, and so you talk about junk and space junk, but we've got stuff floating around the oceans. It's like we let's do. get some funding together because they've got tons. The tech, they've got the current technology. It's just a matter of having enough of it to to, to yeah. clean up a lot. And of it stuff makes out you wonder who you know back in the seventies thought it was a good idea to load barges full of tires of, of up garbage and go dump them in the ocean. We're going to yeah. create not coral just, reefs. Not just tires. There's all kind of junk. Not yeah. just tires. Um, I mean, there's some validity to some to like they sunk some steel ships. Oh, yeah. they still do that. They still do that. They'll still do that. The, the navy will shoot. But they were just hauling garbage. Yeah. yeah, just flat garbage. And I don't know that they still don't do it. I'm sure some countries. I hope. Hopefully, the U.S. no longer does that. But go go. Uh, well, there's still some in countries fact, that do that. You know, the worst countries for pollution or third world countries and you know what's oh, going sure. on there go right. do yeah do a little researching on it i believe it's india that it's they just it's just dumped on the edge of the ocean and there's dozers that just push it off the cliff yeah. and then and then you know i've seen something about this mass of garbage that's that's floating. just swirling in a big it's like the size of some nations well we floating out in the pacific ocean 20 years ago it's been, probably been longer than that my wife and i took a trip to puerto Vallarta, and i went deep sea fishing with another gentleman and we're out fishing for sailfish and what do the sailfish hide under the garbage floating in the ocean so well, we're, no we're so, looking yeah, for, it's just not so, sailfish when you go right. fishing period you look for well remember big game fish yeah. Yeah. you know a few years ago we went to key west yeah we went deep sea fishing and they would Look. see just a piece of debris it might be just a log or a tree or some piece of debris and they would circle around that because that little bit was enough to attract a little bit of a shade fish and, well yeah. the thing is it's a little bit on top right but it cascades down to a bigger right yeah. but yeah that's what that's what we did then was the, the the captain was just looking for garbage floating in the ocean yeah. that's where we fished around and it's just yeah. but yeah there's ships out there i've seen the videos of that where the ships have these collection devices or whatever they're just bringing up nets full of just crap i mean yeah. plastic bottles and, and that's why alan couldn't get a straw in key west that's right uh, no yeah. that was they were killing the turtles the well, plastic, the same, same yeah. thing yeah saving the turtles yeah sea turtles yeah no that's because the waiters didn't have a brain <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't see the box of to, to refresh of them. to refresh our listeners memory so we were in key west and uh asked for a straw at a certain place and the response was Sir, we don't do straws here because they kill turtles. And there is truth to that. Plastic straws, plastic straws. and Along the, with a lot of other garbage yeah, that goes in and, and one of the worst ones are the when you buy a six-pack of pop or whatever. Yeah, it's got those, those rings. Turtles get their heads in there. Yep. But anyway, that, she tells me this. And I'm like, okay. And then I look back at the bar where there's about 300 <laughs> straws. <laughs> uh, so I, as a, you know, as, as the calm the, consumer, I got up and walked to the bar and got a straw. <laughs> served himself a straw. I served myself I'm a straw. I'm really sure that's how you would describe Alan. Well, that's how I describe We, it. we describe it. Hey, so in this particular event, comparatively speaking, he was very calm, cool, and collected. I was. Yeah, it I was. was. I could have been. I mean, it was a bad experience all around. So, yeah. Oh, Robin ended up cleaning the table off so we could just sit there and BS for a while because <laughs> the service was horrible. so literally there's nobody else in this and it's a place that I used to play at all the time there was nobody else there but us as guests 
and there was some locals up at the bar. She didn't, the Reutish didn't pay us any attention. And she's from our area. She's from Milan, Indiana. Yeah, uh, that's right. Gotta she love, love. She's from Indiana. Yeah, we were from Indiana. Yeah, she could have got a good tip that day, but yep. she didn't get anything. She didn't get anything. I mean, we, we, you, we were a bunch of drunks down in Florida Keys. We tipped great Absolutely. for good service. Not so much for bad service. Yeah, that's right. So, and they got a bad review from us on our podcast after that, too. So, before I get off tips, so did you hear the recent thing in these place that delivers food what's the name what's the doordash doordash yeah now they're like they have like where you're supposed to give your tip ahead of time and if and basically they're saying if you if you don't do the tip don't don't guarantee good service huh yeah they want you to basically that's the statement that they give you and you're going to get a bad rating you can quote me screw that well (laughs) and you're you're going to get a bad rating and your next service may be slower so here's what i'm going to say about that if you're too lazy to get up and go get your own food that's on you to to a certain extent if you're paying to have mcdonald's deliver food to you i'll give you that i'm just but it, it right now it's But if I go if everything. I if you have pizza delivered. Right. Correct. Do you give the tip before you no, show you, up? No, you give when they get okay. there. Okay. That's my and it's no different. DoorDash right. ain't any different. Yeah. I mean I could see if I'm at a hotel or you've been drinking or whatever and you're having fun, just you get the munchies or whatever. I'm right, a pizza. Right. You know, it's a well whatever, but but yeah. I, I wonder right. if the pizza delivery from that company is gonna disappear sooner or later because they're going to find it. I'm not sure does DoorDash even deliver pizzas because most of the pizza companies offer delivery. Well, but I wonder if that will. That de- but I wonder if that will diminish as this continues. That service continues to grow, and the the pizza huts of the world decide, man, I don't have to hire them employees. I have another service that takes that burden off of me when they can't find employees now. Well, I think yeah. I mean having people to. It's funny you just say that because. When we were looking at this thing, I looked at my phone, and there was a thing come up for a local pizza place there saying, hey, tonight we have delivery drivers. So think about that. Yeah. You know, it used to be that was – you didn't worry about having – pizza being delivered well, we used, i mean when here. we started the podcast we'd get pizzas we'd delivered, delivered here and well of, even yeah. before the podcast we'd have parties and stuff yeah. in the barn yeah and i'd call them and i said just deliver to the barn yeah you know but i can honestly say i've never used doordash no, ne- no neither no, I. I neither we were at a hotel i don't know if we were all together i know my dodie and myself were there but we come back to our room and there's bags of food from somewhere across the hall from us and we were just walk in I'm like, oh man, somebody got some food delivered. I mean, it was new; it wasn't used in the old dirty stuff. So we went out an hour or so later. Oh, still sitting there. Get up the next morning, go out. It's still sitting there. And I'm like, wow. how much money did some drunk spend, or was it delivered to the wrong room? Or, right. but it sat there all night, never got ate, and it was it was a lot of food. <laughs> Crazy, it's a waste. Crazy, it is. It is. And somebody somewhere was bitching because they didn't get their food. <laughs> or passed out snoring. Or passed out snoring. <laughs> or that. One of the two. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, the whole food delivery thing. You know, and I, another thing I don't – I hear people complaining about. Of course, in our town, they complain about McDonald's all the time. Sure. You know, you have choices, you know. Not many. You got Arby's. No, you can cook at home. <laughs> well, true. Yeah. You, you know, if you don't like McDonald's and you are it's content true. continuously complaining about them, you don't have to go exactly. there. Exactly. Arby's. Arby's has figured out they suck at roast beef. Now they have burgers. They have chicken. Fish. They fish. They decided 
they heard enough of me complaining about their roast beef not being there. So they got other stuff. Oh, goodness. Goodness. I'm trying to look it up because I read Uh-oh. this before. Was how many... How, there was a there was a study done of how many of these food delivery people taste the food. Oh, or, I, we or ta- eat did the we food. talk about? Yeah, that? we talked about this. Yeah, yeah I mean, so they talk like now the the DoorDash thing is like most of the places are like stapling the bags. But, yeah, super, super tight. Shit. Eight, according to a new poll, and this was in twenty two. This is probably what we talked about. Eighty percent of delivery workers admit oh. to eating some of the food in their customers' orders. Now look, if I'm delivering for for DoorDash. And there's McDonald's. I'm not a big McDonald's fan, but I love the French fries. <laughs> if there's that, McDonald's that bag fries, better be sealed tight. Yeah, yeah. So I also speaking of McDonald's fries, there was a thing up just the other day about their fries. So you have a potato, and you have McDonald's fries. Yeah. There's like six different ingredients in the McDonald's fries besides the potato, yeah. and it's just not salt. I doubt that because yeah. They have to make it taste good yeah. somehow. Yeah, so there's sugar in there, believe it or not. Yeah, one huh. thing. But yeah. there's also a little bit of wheat in there. That's that's how they're they're getting the crispiness from. Oh, okay. Yeah, a recent thing is now is uh, 99% of food place, places have some kind of safety seal, like bags are sealed with tamper-proof sticks. Pizza places are even using stickers. Drinks should also have stickers on top of most. Well, pizza, if you deliver a pizza yeah. and there's a piece missing. Yeah, you know what's going on, right? <laughs> yeah, but how do you know somebody hadn't stolen a piece of pepperoni off the top? Oh, you can tell, though. Uh, yeah. Take your finger and smear it around a little bit. You never know. <laughs> Sound like maybe you've done that before. Yeah, I was going to say. It's things I've heard. This is I read it. A min- uh, I don't know, Dwayne. Could be a midnight confession coming out here. Oh, you guys got anything else you want to talk, talk about tonight? I had a little fun here. Talked about Atlantis. The lost city in the middle of the Sahara. Sahara Desert. That's definitely a definite, not where I would think it would have been. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, again, with a lot of the new technology, there's more and more archaeological finds that they're finding with the lidar is that lidar lidar and and uh and it's, yeah, it's fact, pretty interesting stuff i mean you know it's pretty they interesting just what found some of the stuff they're finding pyramid and it's under ice actually of all things well this on there so we don't hear it rolling there mister the Sorry. circles the circles that are all over the north america that they've found now with lidar radar and thinking it's impacts from right. meteors from right you know whatever over time yeah so. they, but they've actually and I'll do some more research. We'll do a podcast on it. But they think they found a pyramid in ice. Huh. I mean, it's amazing. The technology that's out there, it's amazing what they can do. If only we could just get some more global warming to melt it so we could see it. Well, I'm just hoping they can use it to find the treasure on Oak Island. <laughs> <laughs> Wood. New season starts Tuesday, Tuesday night. Can't wait. Well, that'll be. That'll be. There you go. Got them started. <laughs> we woke table 12 of them. Yeah. That'll be after or long before this podcast comes yeah. out. So, but, yeah. Well, good deal, guys. Been a fun night. And uh, I'm Alan Stanger with Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Mike Gardner. And we know table 12. Who is that? Is that Doty pounding on the table? Yeah. And we got Alan's favorite companion. <laughs> it's an alien. <laughs> we'll see you next time. 
Are you tired of hearing the same old songs over and over on the radio? Every single hour, the same tune? Well, it's time for something different. Check out Hometown Radio USA, the best independent music, hits from yesterday, hits from today, podcasts, and so much more. Hometown Radio USA, you can find it on the web at www.hometownradiousa.com or at the App Store or on Google Play. Hometown Radio USA, reimagining radio and coming to you in your hometown. Hey friends, it's your old buddy Rick Garrett. Each week I have the pleasure of hosting the Experience Franklin County, Indiana podcast where we look at the people, places, and events that make Franklin County such an amazing place to work, visit, or live. Join us each week on the Experience Franklin County, Indiana podcast available on your favorite podcast provider. You've been listening to Cross the Line 1524 with all the guys, whether we're at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy or out on the road. You know, we always have a great time. Hey, check out our webpage at www.crossthline1524.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. Check out Podcast 1524 on Twitter and cross the line 15 slash 24 on Facebook.